Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Happy Easter to all of you. And and as we gather wherever we are on this Easter Sunday, uh, God calls us together as his church. You know, and this year, it is truly very unique, isn't it? And as we mentioned earlier, authentic in the fact that here we are uh, meeting in our homes to hear the news and celebrate the news of a resurrected Savior. Uh, How appropriate that maybe in this day that we would try something a little different and different in this way, unique in where the Easter message is shared. And with that in mind, this past week on a very beautiful day, I had an opportunity to go and do just that. Let's go there now. Over the past 23 years of being a pastor, I've stood in locations like this many times, a a cemetery, right? A, A place where people come to grieve the loss of loved ones, family and friends that have gone through tragedy or struggle through illnesses and sicknesses that have been so difficult. And every time it's, it's an overwhelming thing to walk that path as a family. I've stood with many of you through situations like that. Some of you are going through it right now with a, a sick loved one or, or family member or maybe in the midst of all of the news you're overwhelmed in fear, fear of even death itself. One of the things, if you know me, and if you've ever stood in a place like this with me, is the fact that I always say the same thing. You might say I'm not very original, but it's a phrase that has stuck with me for a very long time through my life. And it's one that's so appropriate for us on this Easter Sunday. And it's simply this. Every single time, there's no exception to this, when Jesus attends a funeral, he completely ruins it. In fact, you can say it this way, Jesus ruins funerals. Now that may sound insensitive, that that may seem like a strange thing to say if you don't understand the context, but Jesus, every time he attended a funeral, wasn't rude or he wasn't unsympathetic, quite the opposite. Rather, every single time Jesus attended a funeral, he would raise that person back to life again and he'd ruin the moment. There was no longer any reason to grieve or No reason to be overwhelmed with the pain because Jesus would ruin the moment. You know of three of them throughout the Gospels. There's examples, there certainly probably were more, but uh, one of them was Jesus and his disciples one day were walking through a small town, a town called Nain, and they came across a a funeral procession. There was the casket and and, and the, the friends that were walking along with a woman who had earlier lost her husband, so she was already grieving his loss, and now she had lost her only son, her only child, and the overwhelming pain of that loss, compounded by the fact in her culture she would have had nothing to rely on except going on the streets begging from that point forward. This is a difficult day of loss for this woman. Now Jesus and his disciples, as they walk along and they see this funeral procession and the casket being led along on the way to a cemetery, minus the yellow flags, most likely, in the funeral procession, Jesus approached the casket. And, and he actually walked up to it and he called the young man back to life again. Can you imagine being there that day? Can you imagine what it must have been like for that woman who had lost her son, her only son? And yet to find comfort and to find joy in a Savior Jesus who ruined that funeral. 
Now there's another example, of course, a, a little girl that had passed away. Uh, she was the, the daughter of a, a religious leader of the day and Jesus arrives at, at her house. She had just passed away. People had already gathered. They were overwhelmed with grief. They had already made phone calls and, 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 and the food was arriving and, and people were there to grieve with the family along with professional uh, flute players, the scripture says, that had been brought in to set the mood of the day of grieving. And yet Jesus approaches the crowd and approaches the house and he, he makes an offhanded remark that seemed very strange. He said, don't worry, the little girl is just sleeping. Who says that kind of thing? And there was actually a nervous laughter thinking the exact same thing. Yet Jesus went inside the house with the, her parents and, and it says that Jesus called her back to life again. And as they walked outside the door to the crowd that had gathered there to help mourn and grieve the girl's loss, well, guess what? Jesus, Jesus ruined that moment as well. I've always wondered, did the flute players get paid? Or did they bring the right sheet music to be able to change what they were playing to something a little more happy for the mood? <laughs> we don't know, but we know this. Jesus ruins funerals. Of course, the famous one is Jesus' best friend, Lazarus. Jesus had heard that he had been sick and they, he had heard that, uh, you know, he was being asked to come and help the situation. You know, the one who would uh, heal people along the way, the one who would take compassion on people in their time of need. And, and yet Jesus doesn't go. He stays back. The disciples are perplexed by this. And Jesus even makes a comment about this, the fact that he's holding back in order that their faith might grow and, and understand in a deeper way what he has come to do. Now, by the time they do make their way to Bethany, this little town outside of Jerusalem, it was a home of Lazarus and, and his two sisters, Mary and Martha. And Jesus would stay there when they'd go to visit in Jerusalem. It was kind of like a bed and breakfast among friends that they would stay at. And when they arrived there, we find out that it had already been four days since Lazarus had had his funeral. He had been dead, and, and, and so it was that Jesus gets there with his disciples. There's a nervous, almost angry tension in the air as Martha, the sister of Lazarus, comes out to meet Jesus on the road, and, and this is what she says to him. She says, Jesus, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. You can tell that this was something she'd been saying over and over again. And yet this exchange happens in that moment. Jesus says these words to Martha. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, will live. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? And that great moment when Martha says, I believe you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And with that, Jesus asked the question, well, where have you laid him? And as they made their way closer to the cemetery where the tomb was, where Lazarus had been laid down and, and for four days had been laying there, Mary walks up and, and Mary says the same thing. Jesus, if you'd been here, our brother wouldn't have died. And as they approached the cemetery, Mary, Martha, and the crowd that had formed at this point, it says that Jesus was deeply moved. And, and many of those gathered there made the comment, look how deeply he loved Lazarus. And yet we see in context that Jesus actually isn't mourning the death of Lazarus. As we look at the text in, in John chapter 11, we find out that, that Jesus was actually looking around and seeing those who are grieving, and that's what moves him to weep in that moment. It's not his friend Lazarus. He's not grieving over what he knows he's about to do. Because as he said, where have you laid him? Jesus asked them to remove the stone, and that's when Martha speaks up again, says, Jesus, 
He's been dead for four days and his body smells. This is in the scripture. I mean, this is how brutally honest the word is about death. Death is an ugly thing. It's a terrible thing. It's a painful thing, right? And, and yet, Jesus then calls out to his friend, Lazarus, come out. And with that, Lazarus comes out. Jesus ruins the moment. The moment of grief, the moment that is just filled with pain and struggle and, and, and no, no hope, Jesus, Jesus ruins it by bringing his friend back to life again. Those are three examples of Jesus ruining funerals, but the best one of all is the fact that all of this is pointing to the fact that he's one who ruins his own funeral. And we heard that in our gospel reading today and we're reminded on this Easter Sunday. The reason Jesus is able to ruin our funeral is the fact that he ruins his own. The hundreds of people that saw Jesus die and, and put to death in such a brutal way and in the days that would follow, Easter Sunday and the four days that followed where people were hunkering and sheltering in place in fear of being persecuted in the midst of what was unfolding in front of their very eyes, fearing that what happened to Jesus would happen to them as well. Jesus meets them in that place, both at the cemetery that first Easter morning, but as they race back to greet the disciples who truly were sheltering in place. They were, they were staying with social distance in fear of, of being put to death themselves. And yet Jesus breaks through the culture, breaks through the circumstances. He breaks through the pain, the loss, the fear. And he reminds them that he has conquered the grave. He's ruined his funeral. I don't know about you, but in these days that we're living where we've been reminded of death and, and the fear of death and the fear of disease and sickness and loved ones and, and walking around with masks on our faces when we're in public, if we're in public at all. These are difficult days, no doubt about it. But they are special days to be reminded that even that first Easter greeted people right where they were, in their homes, sheltering in place with a joy that goes beyond any circumstance of fear to know that our Savior Jesus has conquered the grave. Maybe you can respond with me. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Let, let's try it a little louder so that not only can they hear it in this neighborhood, but that they can hear it in your neighborhood as well. Christ is risen. And he is risen indeed. And we celebrate that truth as God's people, his church, wherever we are. May we share it in these exciting days. I want to pray with you. Lord Jesus, we give you thanks that you ruined funerals. And we thank you that you are present with your people and a Savior who comes into the pain and the loss and even death itself, you were willing to face for us to pay the ultimate price that our sin would lead us to deserve. And yet as you conquer the grave, you give hope today that not only do you ruin funerals for others, you ruin our own funeral and give us a hope beyond hope in a resurrection and the life that is ours through faith in you. So we give you thanks as our living Savior, Jesus, on this Easter Sunday and throughout every Easter day, we are your people and we live because you live. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for that gift in your name. Amen.